Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank and I'm joined by Sam Willis, creator of Raze. How you doing, Sam? Pretty good. How are you doing? I am doing great. Raze is an amazing book. I've already read the first four. Can you you. tell the people at home what Raze is all about? Yeah, so Raze is, um, it uh, starts off in Peekskill, New York. So it's kind of, it takes place after a deadly virus uh, hits the States um, and we kind of follow our main character and a bunch of his friends as well as he's born with a rare condition and he's either going to be mankind's savior or mankind's uh, downfall. Yeah. Uh, main character's name. Is it, is it Bucky? Yes, it is. So okay. Bucky's the main character. And then uh, we try to treat everybody like a main character in the Right. In, yeah. In it's hard series. to say. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, Bucky's story is going to kind of push the comic forward. That's why I was like, which one is technically the main character? Because they are much of, like it's an ensemble cast and you're rooting for different ones at different times. You're rooting against some of them sometimes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried about what's happening with the knife right now. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, okay, so to kind of give people some context here, we heard something similar to this before, the dead rise type of thing like that. Mm. What are your name for the uh, dead people walking around? So um, we're coining them as infected. Um, infected. That's kind of uh, the phrase we're going by. And yeah, I, I know people have seen zombies before, but I think our our yeah. zombies, I wouldn't even really consider them zombies, are uh, a little bit different, a little bit stronger, yeah. a little bit faster, and a little bit scarier. Yeah, they're, they've got these veins bulging. You could just tell that they're full of rage. Yes. Uh, <laughs> looking for their next target. What I really appreciate about your books, the very first one, it starts off with they're on a bridge, which already you're like, oh man, tight quarters. That's not good. Yes. And here are the here are the the infected. It's not like we have to worry about oh somebody got bit. Are they getting sick or some lab experiment? We're into it. Yes. What was your choice in doing that, or did you want to kind of give a prequel to this? Um, it was more about. I mean, me and my co-creator Trey, we talked about how we didn't want an origin story. I know usually most comics start off with you know. Either you've introduced the character and then you get an origin later or you're starting off with the origin. Um, We kind of just want to introduce this world really fast paced and kind of just throw you into it. And then as we go on with our story, you're going to find more and more about these characters. So you will get context um, just how and when you get that. It will be a little bit later. So fast paced that the names aren't even revealed right away. Which yes. feels very natural. It's not like yes. you're saying each other's names all the time. <laughs> you know? Correct. So it was always the fact of um it was always the fact that we didn't want to we we want to introduce the characters, but we didn't want to just do like these obvious name drops. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like this organic way of okay, how can we like introduce each other and how can we like, you know, organically introduce these names of these characters? Yeah. Yeah, it does feel it does feel like you're actually part of the world and you're joining in on them. Um, and I do like the pacing because that first issue is lightning fast. I mean, immediately you're like, what's going on? Everything you feel chaotic, like everybody in the scene. Then the second one boils down to trying to just get a car to move. And it like yes. almost like puts the brakes on it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, humans. That's what it's all about. Not necessarily yes. the, the, <laughs> the dead that are coming. And I just love that pacing. That's really well done. Thank what, you. What inspired you to try to do the story about infected? Something that uh, people are a little familiar with, but you, what did you want to add, and where were you inspired? I would say the inspiration comes from gaming, really, because me and my co-creator are huge gamers, and this was supposed to be a game uh, originally. So 
when we were doing it, a big inspiration was Left for Dead. And it was mm-hmm. like, it, I mean, the the inspiration is there because in that game, there's really no context to this infection and you're kind of yes. just thrown into this world. Um, that's, I think, where the inspiration comes. But it was really to tell a story of, you know, our favorite genre is the horror genre. And mm-hmm. we always felt like, you know, there's all those corny tropes and whatnot, but we wanted something that had a good story that would like really bring you in and, you know, be layered because it's not just horror, it's action, yeah. it's drama, it's romance, it's mystery. Like it's it's a bunch of different things. So that was really the inspiration is we want to make our mark in the horror scene and do it the right way. As soon as you said left for bed, I'm like dead. I'm like, yep, that's it. <laughs> yep. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> what a classic. Um what part of Left 4 Dead did you think needed to be told? Because um, it's very segmented. It's it's almost like you don't really get attached to the characters because they're constantly moving. What part of that did you want to bring forward? Um, I think just the zombie world. And I think like one thing that they kind of missed out upon, and I think we're going to kind of uh, share as we go through the story, is how I think uh, the random people that you meet through this is either going to yeah. push the story forward or it's going to mess it up in some way um mm-hmm. you know it was always like a human element you know like it's like a war movie like the war is the backdrop but it's not about the war it's about the people so that's exactly. kind of how we felt with you know the zombie genre is really like getting really invested with these characters and you know obviously pushing that story forward yeah and we're already feeling that right away i mean we already have a question that just popped up in one issue you go from meeting a person into you know really playing a pivotal role into their life right now and you almost won't have time to introduce yourselves to this person. You're like, oh my God. And I think that tensity is kind of on purpose, right? Is that what you guys are trying to drive? Yeah. So it was like, to us, it's like our characters are just this, like, it's this melting pot of just different elements. And it was like, they're almost like a time bomb. You know, they're a bunch of high schoolers and, you know, the first interaction they had was crashing into each other. So it's like, you know, they're already not on the right footing and, we ultimately always wanted these eight characters to meet up, but, you know, we didn't want it to feel like, oh, yeah, they already know each other and this is convenient timing. Like, we really wanted them to feel like strangers. And it's like, how can we make them like each other just yeah. a little bit? You know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're already yeah. started off really bad. <laughs> yeah. Not even a car crash. It was actually like one of them was slamming on the gas. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so on that very tight bridge, it was, it was pretty crazy. Um what other comic books have you been reading that kind of maybe influenced like your art style? You guys are going with a black and white look on this, which is very classic horror and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, I would say like a lot of inspiration does come from comics, but it also comes from old school horror movies. Like the black yeah. and white was always like, you know, I was always a huge fan of it. It was just like, you know, you need to do something creative to really hit your mark. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as comics go, I mean, right now I'm reading, and I'm going to butcher the name, but um, my co-creator who's doing the art now, he's reading this uh, manga called Levius. Um, And that's where he gets, I think, his art style from. Um, Me, I would say is, you know, it's it's kind of a bag of a bunch of different things. Um, I'm a huge Marvel guy, but I love the DC comic books. And when they go really dark, always been a huge fan, you know, Frank Miller, you know, um, I'm reading this Joker book right now. It's called like, I think, criminal asylum or something like that and the art on that is just incredible like it's super realistic it gives you that noir but it gives you a splash of color so i would say it's it's a it's a lot of i would say old school movies some horror movies and 
really just seeing the horror genre because there's a lot of I think there's a lot of examples of them pushing pushing different visuals that don't necessarily yeah. have to do with color and that's what we were trying to do right. uh, with this comic. Yeah, like if you think of like Night of the Living Dead, which is you know kind of the staple of com- of uh, zombie movies, uh, it has a lot of that where you have this cast of characters that do not know each other and all of a sudden are trying to survive the worst thing possible. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so you guys decided to make this into a comic book. Do you have like plans to eventually go to video game? Yeah, I mean, hit us up, yeah. <laughs> indie developers or developers yeah. in general. Um, you know, it was originally supposed to be a video game because I was going to school for that. But mm-hmm. we want to tell this story in any medium we can. Um, we kind of wrote these comics like we uh, we just had the conversation yesterday about like episodes. Like we want to make it feel like a, a TV show with obviously being in that comic medium. But yeah. You know, it was always about, you know, laying down the blueprint. So if someone down the road wants to increase this franchise and go in a different direction with it or even just amplify it, that it's already there. All the material is there and we're ready to go. So we have, of course, the Love for Dead reference, right? Mm-hmm. But we also got to talk about that Telltale Walking Dead game then, mm-hmm. because I feel like that's really where this thing's leaning into. Is that what you're kind of getting out of it? <sighs> yes and no. I think, you know, I think a little bit because like, you know, they have the whole, I think, uh, when you talk to someone, you have these choices and ultimately right. that affects the story. Um, these characters don't really have any choices, unfortunately, yeah. the way we write them. Um, I think it's 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 a mixture of a few. You know, I would almost call this like a survival comic more than a yeah. zombie comic, just because I think the way we're pushing the story forward is we're going to tell, I think, we're going to shine some light on things that I don't think anyone's seen before. Like issue three, if anyone reads it, like that is a moment of PTSD on one Mm -hmm. of the pages, which I just, you know, that in the zombie genre, you don't see that record. You, you, you maybe see it once in a while, but you don't see it as frequently. And it's like, it's people getting massacred. So I I think it should be a little bit more prominent. Yeah. Definitely definitely um, a part of zombie life. I mean, obviously, right. Absolutely. So it's like, I think, we're trying to do it almost as like a horror action adventure comic and really digging deep for the story and getting people hooked right off the bat. Yeah. And you guys have a pretty large team for this. Do you, ha- would you guys find, would you find your artists or your line guys? Yeah. So we actually, so issue one had a giant team just because it was a lot of people coming on. We had, uh, we had Trey do the first 12 pages and then, um, we were kind of tight on time management. So we had a bunch of other artists come on and pretty much help us during this process. And it was our first one. So it took us a little bit of uh, time to get some traction. But now it's like we're on issue five. There's only four people on the team. It's me, oh, okay. uh, Trey, uh, my little brother, Ben, and then uh, the cover artist, Ivan, who's been on the project with us since issue one. Um, but we met all these other artists like through... Uh, like um, I used to use a website called Guru and I'd put out like job postings and a lot of the people I met on there. And, you know, I was fortunate enough where one of the artists stuck with us for about uh, pretty much issues one through four. So oh, nice. we were pretty fortunate on that side. We have to talk about Ivan's covers. Yes. Those things are stellar. Yes. What, what was the idea? Like, you, I mean, they're, they're very different than the book. They almost deserve their own frame on the wall, right? Yes. What, what did he get the ideas? So that was kind of like, we came up with issue one's idea and, you know, this was like my first time meeting Ivan and we kind of gave him the blueprint 
or this cover and we're like, yeah, just, just do this and have fun with it. Yeah. And he came back with issue ones, which I think is the most iconic cover. And it's just the hands coming out of a dark place. And I'm like, man, these are so good. And me and Trey were just like, we have to keep doing covers these way. You know, this is, this is definitely different from, I think everybody in the comic industry, everyone kind of has their characters on the front and it's Mm -hmm. giving away a story point. Ours was really to have like, we wanted you to bring you in with the red raised text, but have these little hints around it to tell you what's going to be happening in this issue, Um, which we actually feature in the comic, which I don't know if many people have picked up on, but they're actual like somewhat of a panel in the cover, which is pretty cool. The most obvious one might be in issue four. Uh, they're literally going to go to, to a junkyard, and then you see yes. like the cover's got the stacks of cars on each side, which is really cool. And yeah, like this tones of green and stuff. And yes, it's it's so well done. So I would just <laughs> build you. it on those. <laughs> yeah, he's the man. I mean, he's he's our go to guy. He's he just every time he. It's like every time we get a new issue, I'm like, and we're getting ready to be done with each other. I'm like, all right, we need a cover. And then we see the cover. And I'm like, this is insane. I need to show somebody. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> now, now, Ivan, did you find him through Guru or somebody you already knew? Yeah. So I actually didn't find him through Guru. So I actually, I don't even know how, but I think I stumbled upon him on art, art station. And I oh, saw yeah. his art and I was like, this is incredible. And, you know, I was lucky enough where he wanted to do the covers. And, you know, we kind of had you know, we built a relationship from that point on and he's, you know, he's awesome. He, I, 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 I want to work with him until the series ends because he's yeah. just incredible. Does wonderful work. Um, and then of course, yeah, you and Trey, you guys are running the show over there. Uh, how long have you guys been working on this series? Um, so we've been writing this and we've been through many renditions of this. So we started this in seventh grade. So we've been on this for oh, about wow. 15 years. So um, it took us a while to get to the comic book medium. Um, yeah. I think we're actually going on our third year in production right now, which is crazy to say, because it feels like we just entered it. Um, but yeah, uh, we've been creating this story for a really long time. And, you know, it was all about bringing it to any medium we could. And we kind of landed on comics and we wanted to do it in a way where we wanted to make our mark in the industry and obviously impress some people and just t- to do stuff no one's ever seen before. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So this is basically a childhood friend of yours that you've been like building the story over time. How yes. much has it tweaked since that first, you know, middle school hanging out, talking about it? How much have you guys changed the story since then? A lot, to be yeah. quite honest, a lot. I mean, we were seventh graders. I mean, yeah. you can only imagine what was in our head as seventh graders. So there's zombies um, and there's cars. Yes. So it was like we went through a lot of a, a lot of rewrites, and like even issue one, issue one that you see now is the third version of issue one. So we got the first one done and we kind of crammed everything into an issue. We're like, Oh, this is crap. This isn't good. And we kind of threw it away. And then we tried it a second time with an artist. They bailed halfway through and then Trey took a crack on it on the third one. So, you know, any advice, persistence is key. Just keep, keep on pushing, keep on trying, you know, you're going to get there. It just takes a little bit of time. So when you guys decide, look, we're going to go with comic books on this. Where do you start from there? Do you just like start, you know, where do you go? Where do you, what do you, what's your first move? Oh man. It's like, so like we had like a bunch of arcs planned and it was really like formatting. Okay. Like we have 24 pages. What can we do in this 24 pages? And the way we kind of format is almost like I would say like a movie or TV show is like, you have three acts, um, you have beginning, middle and end. So the way we wrote it was like, you know, we saw what we did wrong on issue one. And then we were just like, 
man, let's go simple. Let's, let's introduce these people to this world really easily. And, you know, like we, we can, we can introduce the characters, we can introduce some, but that shouldn't be our main component. Let's just introduce them to the world and terrify them in any way we can. And that's kind of where we went from issue one. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's been crazy because a lot of these issues, like we have like these last minute ideas and we're like, Oh, oh, use that. That's good. That's good. And then it just changes how the issue was supposed to be. So it's like very South park esque where we're like waiting to the last minute to to get an issue done. And then we're doing it like, wow, this is better than anything we've done before. I like how it's 15 years of development, but yet there's still that little last little last minute tweaks. Oh yeah. I mean it. Yeah. It's always about creating this story that can really push the narrative forward so if it if it if it feels good as a story and it feels great like when you're reading it we're gonna change it to that no matter how how many years we've had this idea in our head yeah, yeah. take it from me um you kind of just have to let it go if the story is going to become greater yeah so you mentioned the three act structure so you guys probably plan this out kind of like a movie in a way um mm-hmm. do you guys do do you guys worry about the three acts per issue or is your grand story kind of working on that without the three acts how are you planning that out so the way I would say we're planning it out is I would say in arcs. So when I say arcs, I think issues one through four right now is kind of the prologue. Mm-hmm. Um, the junkyard, I, I mean, I wouldn't really call it an arc, but we do coin it as the junkyard arc. Um, and you're going to see that this arc is actually going to push the story way forward um, in the direction that we want to go. And yeah. um, we're kind of planning out like each one has an arc, but each of these characters have character development through this arc. So it's not like we do one arc and then we're totally forgetting about this character. This character is going to continue through all of them. So you're going to get this giant three act story as we go through these arcs. Okay. Yeah. And so you guys probably put together like a storyboard and you guys get it out there. How far ahead are you guys planned? Like how many issues are you got ready to go? (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, we got a, we got a lot of story to tell. I would say at least, and I'm not going to go into it into, into total detail of how much, how much story we have, but we have at least the next five years planned out. So um, we have a lot of story and, you know, I think people it, it's it's a good time to get invested in a horror comic because it's it's not it's not a one shot it's not it's not you know you know we're not going to be done in four issues you know yeah. we're going to we're going to keep this story going and we're going to make it exciting and fast and crazy and scary and that's 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 ultimately our goal for this series. Yeah. 5 years is a big plan. Do yes. you have anything beyond that? Do you we already talked about video games. What are other things you kind of kind of got cooked up in the raised world? Um, I think in the Rays world, man, we, we have a lot. I mean, there's a lot we want to do with this series. Um, what we really want to do, I mean, it's our biggest thing right now is, um, you know, this year was about getting production timing to a, to a good pace. And I think we finally figured that out after three years. Um, next year is about hitting cons like crazy, getting the word out about Rays. We want to, what we want to do is we want to create a loyal fan base with Mm -hmm. Rays. We want people to be waiting, dying, waiting to see the next issue. Um, and the way that works is, is spreading the word, you know, any way we can and going to these cons and going on Kickstarter and going on these interviews and talking to you, beautiful people and just, you know, spreading the word, you know? Yeah. 
your loyal fan base, where are you guys really hanging out? I mean, I know everybody's on everybody on everything, but is there somewhere specific that people should be going to? Yeah, so um, I would say mostly Twitter and Facebook. Um, we are on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, we're on almost every social media platform. Um, but I would say Facebook and Twitter. Um, Twitter, we have a Raise Comics Twitter page, so you can just search at Raise Comics. And then you can find me at comics underscore raise. And then for Facebook, it's just Raise Comics again. We have a page and we uh, most of our updates that we do for our project is being broadcasted on either Twitter or Facebook. Okay. And then, yeah, you have that Kickstarter out there so people can get in on this. Um, yes. By the time this comes out, it looks like it's going to be about 13, 12 days left. Yep. Uh, they're going to get in on this. And then when can we expect, I know we're working on issue five now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to talk about issue six. When yes, can they start absolutely. looking at that issue six? Um, so we want issue six. We know for a fact we want it to be out before the end of this year. So we're okay. working really hard to get That's that done. Pace. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, issue five and issue six this year. And, man, what we got planned for 2023 is going to, I think, knock some people's socks off because it's yeah. going to be an exciting year. That is exciting. All right. So what we're going to do is, guys, in the links below, we're going to have Everywhere you can go hang out and, and find out new information from Ray's, all the social media stuff. We're going to have that Kickstarter. That's first and foremost. Go check out uh, the Kickstarter and get involved. Get in this community as it's going to grow. Um, thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. All right, guys. Again, follow those things. Check out Kickstarter. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.